Even though we're in immediate danger right now, this feels a lot better than some of our previous existential worries. Luca, why are we being chased by a bunch of dinosaurs? I'm not 100% sure. I only have theories. Quick, this way. detect any life forms nearby. I believe we are safe. I know that I said this was an improvement, but I also think that I might be in shock. Oh, that better? Hey, I don't think we'll have a lot of time before they come back. Quickly, follow me. (sighs) That should hold them off for now. Okay, time out. Let's recap here. My best friend almost died, the two of us are stranded in another world, and now all of us are trapped in a library fending off... dinosaurs. Um, actually, they're called reptites, or dino-men. Dino-men? What about saurians? I think that's what they're called in D&D. Oh, saurians could work too, yeah. Or dragonborn, dragonites... Uh, no, I'm definitely not feeling that one. Oh, what about- Stop! I think I can explain some of this. Imagine the multiverse as layers of colored sand, each color corresponding to a particular universe. Luca, it has been a very, very long past few days. Could you give us the short version of this? Oh, of course. The device that brought you to this universe caused a lot of temporal distortion. In addition to connecting our worlds together, I think it's also connected this world to itself. Okay. I was wrong. I might need a slightly longer version. Oh, I think I might actually know this. What you're saying is that the points in this world's history have become connected somehow. I thought that we fixed the temporal distortion. Absolutely, but there are limits to science. Or at least, limits to my genius under pressure. While I was able to stop the temporal distortion from tearing apart the multiverse, there may have been certain side effects within this world. Like... Dinosaurs. Dino people. Reptites. Traveling through time. I may be able to further analyze this aberration. Calculating. 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 Oh, Robo, don't do this alone. It'll be much faster with a little help. Robo's a computer? Of course Robo is a computer. He's a machine. I have completed my calculations. What do you think, Miss Luca? Fascinating. I'm still not sure how they ended up here, but this doesn't seem like an accident. The anomaly here in 2300 AD. It seems intentional somehow. Isn't there a thing in Chronocross about, like, a timeline with the reptites? Like... Dinotopia or something like that? Oh, shit. If some of that crossed over into whatever multiverse weirdness we have here, then, oh, we're in way over our heads. Haha, <laughs> nothing can stop the great Luca. What'd you find? Do you think you can handle the long version? <sighs> <sighs> 
I think what G is trying to say is that yes, Luca, we can handle a long version. This is your timeline as it is now. As you can see, most of the timeline has been repaired. It's no longer in jeopardy of being destroyed. Luca, I believe they may require further explanation. Oh, of course. This is what the timeline normally looks like. Oh. Of course. Got it. The red parts are bad. (sighs) No, these are the points in the timeline that differ from the original. They're like an infection that prevents time from healing. If we can remove them, or in our case, change them, we might be able to fix the entire timeline. What about that big point? That is where you entered our timeline. I think that if we can fix these other points, then this point, what I'm going to call Time's Scar, will also heal. And I might be able to get you home. Wait a second. Pretty sure that literally every piece of media I've ever consumed has taught me that changing the timeline is bad. I pretty clearly remember something about dire consequences to changing fixed points in time. Yeah, and how do we change these points anyway? The timeline of your world is pretty messy as is. Paradox doesn't even begin to describe it. I've modified K33Y to connect to different points in the timeline. I can explain in more detail once we reach our first destination. And what would that be? Tyranno Lair, 65 million BC. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Zeal Archives covering the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today as we dig into the archives, we're, to be completely honest, bouncing around a little bit historically. There's so, so much to talk about in the world of Chrono Trigger. I would love to talk about Chrono Cross, but we are not there yet. There's so much more in Chrono Cross. But today, of all things, we're going to go way back, way, way back to the year of 65 million BC to talk about a little place called the Tyranno Lair. With me to talk about that today is my good friend, Nick G. Hi, everybody. Feels like it's been... Not 65 million years. It's been a minute, as they say, (laughs) which is a level of control over time that you do not have in Chrono Trigger. Can you imagine if you did? I guess if you play with an emulator, you do. Oh, technically. (laughs) I I said we weren't going to talk about Chrono Cross, but since I've been playing it, I, I was reading about the Neo Epoch, which shows up in Chrono Cross. And apparently it has the ability, not that it ever shows up in game, to travel to different time periods with like more control than just like 65 million. Wow. I can only imagine how much more complicated (laughs) that game would get. I mean, yeah, and current triggers moving between eras. I can't imagine if you had like a control over even like months or days or even specific years. I mean, that would require a lot of like specifically focused arcs around specific NPCs more so than are already in the game. Oh my god, the poor programmers, it's like, okay, we can't, we can't allow time paradoxes. <laughs> there has to be a limit on the amount that you can control time. But we are not talking about time travel today. I mean, I guess we, we always are. We're going to be talking about Tyranno Lair. Gee, I want, I want to take us back, back in time, obviously, to that time. And um, kind of like paint a picture of the Tyranno Lair. Because like when I, when I was doing the research for this episode, I was like, whatever, it's a dumb place with dinosaurs and you fight them and they're stupid and I hate it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if that's how you felt definitely where i came from does this come after you fight magus uh yes yeah that was the other part i always get a bit hazy on that i believe historically what happens is the first time you go back because you need the dreamstone to fix the mass immune and then when you come back here the second time when you're we're setting up like the big 
set piece for, for this time period, the last set piece for this time period. Yeah. You've, you've fought Magus and he ends up inadvertent. Actually, I don't know who does it, but a portal is opened and you end up in 65 million BC. I am surprised every time that happens when I play this game, I'm like, Oh, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, we beat Magus. Now it's on to zeal. No. And it's, I usually get there because there's not very many locations in 65 million. And I'm like, oh, the dactyl nest. I probably haven't been there yet. So I'll probably have to go there. <laughs> and I think just before that, what happens is the, uh, is it the Ioka or the Laruba? I think it's the Laruba. They have their village burned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's supposed to be the catalyst for like, oh, you should go stop the reptites because they're doing bad things. I feel like we talked about this in the first episode covering 65 million, but man, it'd be great to have seen some stuff about the Laruba. Or be able to go to their village. As I play through Chrono Cross, I kind of hope that there'll be nods to things like that. But since there's no time travel, I'm, I'm not super optimistic. Yeah, I'm like, once, once I get in the Dactyl Nest and the area seems to be responding to me well and I am appropriately leveled for the monsters there and things like that, I'm like, oh, okay, so I got go to go to, go to, go to this big dino dungeon, which I basically see as having to eat your vegetables <laughs> before you get to go to, like, Zeal. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and it's really hard to compare when you're, you're up against Zeal, which I know for us is like one of the, the best parts. So I tried to reframe it a little bit when I was doing the research for this episode. If you picture it this way, I think it, it helps. The Laruba have had their village burnt down and you're like, well, okay, mm-hmm. like, like that's like your typical SNES vil- villain kind of thing. Yeah. But, but you've got Ayla is the chief. She's like springing into action. You do this neat little side side quest, like the, just this hop, skip, and a jump up you, up to the dactyl nest, as you said. There's this epic sunset with the tiniest bit of foreshadowing, with that little glowing red, whatever the heck it is, up in the sky. You've never seen it before. Could be anything. Could be anything. And <laughs> we haven't seen Lavos yet, but it's definitely something else. Yes. Uh, you get on the dinosaurs, which is like actually kind of cool if it. It would be cooler if you did more of it, but it's like, whatever, you get to fly on the dinosaurs. <laughs> they are for this. Yeah. That is what they are for. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're playing it on the PlayStation or like the DS or probably on the Steam version now, you get this really cool cutscene of you like hopping onto the dactyls and flying off to this giant, I don't even know how to describe it, ceramic? Very alien looking base in a lava field like metal before people knew about metal yeah sorry i just realized that everything's made of stone yeah they got gleaming sharp spikes coming out of it and everything like that is this the first time you can fly on something yes because later even when you get the epoch you can't actually move around on the map you can just be in different time periods and i think the only other spot you can do that is you can get on the boat from guardia to poor yeah which you could see some of the surrounding area, but like you could go to the sun keep and wonder what it's for. Yeah. That's pretty much all, the, the other thing you can do. Yeah. I could be mistaken. I think 65 million also has like an area that was cut from the game. Um, like a, some sort of, not the forest maze, but like a different area. That sounds right. Yeah. And that would make sense for flying around on the dinosaurs. As, as we both know, Chrono Trigger has like a crap load of cut content, some of which was repurposed and, and some of which just like fell on the cutting room floor. But yeah, you've got this like jagged ass castle. I was, I was like, there's got to be some sort of concept art here because Akira, that's like right up Akira Toriyama's alley. Oh yeah. It's like weird dinosaur people, dinosaurs, like in a pseudo modern setting, kind of, sort of like that's his shit. Yeah. Garlic Jr. lives in there. <laughs> yeah. You just got to collect all the reptites and then summon the dragon reptite. 
I will not be taking further questions. Yeah, no further questions. Um, <laughs> but like you do that, you fly there. They, they did as much as they could on the Super Nintendo in terms of building up this, this mood short of having like an actual animated cutscene, which I don't even know if they could fit it on the cart at this point. Unlikely. And like it, it keeps building from there. You get into the building. There's all these weird, I mean, it's not my aesthetic, but you've got like, it's dim lighting. There's torches everywhere. There's dinosaur bones, which is like really morbid when you think of them as like, they're kind of dinosaurs. Yeah. So they're like recent. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Or, they're not, they're not fossils. No, they're, <laughs> no, they're not. Vo- yeah. They're, they're contemporary bones as weird as that is to say. Also, they moved like hella far away from where they were. Oh, from the forest maze? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's so unapproachable. You think it's like, okay, whatever. How, would, how are humans even going to have a problem with these reptites? Uh, I mean, they're bigger, they're stronger. They're, they live in a giant castle on a plateau in the middle of a field of lava. There's no stairs. There's no ramps. There's no ladders. Just good luck. Uh, is, is it in the middle of a field of lava? Uh, there's, okay. So there's a plateau that you can't get to yep. and there's like a desert in front of it, but behind it and around it is all lava. How did they get there? Science. I don't know. I see. <laughs> Dinosaurs? Capsule Corp. Uh, it would have to be some fire resistant <laughs> dinosaurs. Then yeah, you have to, you have to eat your vegetables. You have to go through this, this castle. You have to face off against God knows how many what are they called? Volcanoes? No, that's not their names. Vulcanites. Oh, I'm close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, and terra, pterosaurs? Gigasaurs? I don't know. You have to face all these ch- all, of them. all these chumps. Work your way up. Beat Nisville 2, which we'll talk about in a second. And, like, you go past Azala's freaking throne. That's pretty cool. And, okay, so you had to eat your vegetables and get here. But then, you're walking across this bridge to a, to a T-Rex in a spire hanging out over some lava. Yeah. It's cool. Like there's not, not really a lot of the T-Rex doesn't move just its head moves, but, uh, I'm very curious as to what they are protecting because they're in like a doorway. Yeah. I mean that part I'd, I'd try not to think about too hard. Cause it's like, wait a second. Is the T-Rex a reptile? Did they chain up their own? Is it, a, is it somebody they subjugated? Why is it over top of a field of lava? I don't know the answers to these questions. It could just be where the T-Rex lives, I suppose. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, implications there if you want to if you want to unpack it. And I feel I feel like it could have had parallels to Bankus's castle, but just doesn't. It just is also a castle. Like it doesn't at any point feel similar. That was one thing that I, w- I was thinking about doing the research for the episode was yeah, with Magus's castle, they they make a big show of making Magus's castle feel big. They give you like the the even if it's just like one screen, you like pan up to see how gargantuan the castle is. You do have a little spiel from Ozzy. That doesn't really matter as much. And it is longer than uh, Tyranno Lair. But like they kind of build it up. But when you enter Tyranno Lair, it doesn't do any of that. You just immediately find yourself inside the building. It is interesting that there's like, there's almost a theme of like false choice oh, yeah. in the castle. Because there's, there's this stuff where there's like, it's one of those rooms where it just looks like a flat room but if you step on the wrong square you get like zapped to the beginning or you get to a fight or something and then there's other stuff where there's like two switches but neither is the actual real switch i hadn't thought about that until now but it's like that's almost getting across the idea that the reptites are smarter than you yes 
I'd be like, oh, you think you've got her figured out, but no. Because I, I was thinking it's like, oh, you know, they're smart. They've got like technology and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but who, who, who cares about that? Like they're stronger. They can just wipe out the humans. But then, yeah, as you're, as you're bringing it up, I'm like, oh, wait, if they're trying to show off that they're smarter than you, they have done a fantastic job because I have never, ever gotten that Sarah Topper or whatever the heck is in the, the top right of that maze room. Oh, yeah. That's what's in there, huh? I, I mean, I looked it up because I'm never going to find <laughs> yeah. out. I've never gotten it. Half the time we're like speed running it for the race against time. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Try going left. And then you're like back at the start. It's like, great. Cool. <laughs> or yeah, just remembering it's like, is it the left switch? Is it the right switch? No, actually go touch the skull. It's like, oh yeah. Well, that would have been good to know five minutes ago. <laughs> but then again, they also have a lot of switches that open pits underneath the monsters that were placed there. Very thankful for those. Yes. If you, if you just see two switches with no indication towards either, you can't really puzzle it out, but there's a, an opportunity to gain an advantage. It makes me kind of wish that they would re-release the game in 3D, because I feel like if they did that, that whole area would just be so much better. Like, it would give it, it would do it so much more justice. If there are ways to, like, kind of get clues and kind of be able to think movements through, like, find a way to navigate from just from what's around. Well, that and, and just, like, there's a couple of moments when you're outside, when it it should feel like really epic, like you're getting on this progressively higher, more dangerous place. But it doesn't feel like that. When you get to the second room with the gate, it just feels like the same place that you were in before, like three screens ago. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and every every room in that, like when you go through the skull and there's two switches and you go through the skull and there's no switches, it's like, have I been here before? I don't know. Probably. There's a lot of, there's a lot of similar, almost identical looking maps as well. Yeah. But like, I think they did a pretty good job of building it up even if they didn't do as much as they could have done with like Megas's castle. Yeah. Let's change gears a little bit and talk about the weird boss gauntlet that I remember. It's not a, it's not a boss gauntlet, but there's like three pseudo bosses in a row. Let's talk about Nisbel the second Azala and black Tyrano. Nisbel the second is just such a waste of time. (laughs) Remember Nisbel the second working not quite the same as Nisbel the first, but similar. Like lightning still is the key. I think that's what I, I find most annoying about Nisbel the second. So yeah, when you're facing off against him, he is weak against lightning or lightning lowers his defense. So you've, you've only got one person who can cast lightning, I hope at this point, or rather <laughs> I hope you have somebody who can cast lightning. Oh wait, you're guaranteed because you've learned magic at this point. Yeah, you got, so you, you got lightning. Yeah, so you got lightning, you got a chrono, cast lightning, lowers the defense. You're like, great, this Nisbel will kick his butt now. Um, but also, unlike the first, his defense rises when you hit him with regular attacks. Yeah. So you end up getting in this loop of like, okay, fine, I'll just wail on him. And it's like, okay, defense goes down, defense goes up, defense goes up, defense goes down. <laughs> like, just yeah, back and forth, but, up but and down. We have to, you have to pay enough in with the lightning so that his defense is lowered in the first place. So you have to... Maybe go through some rounds where you're not attacking him physically. Yeah. If you're playing through this and you've never, never done this before, like you can take some, you, you have Isla in your party already and you could use something like Voltbite, which, which is a dual tech with Chrono, I believe. Yes. Voltbite is, is, uh, Chrono and Ayla. All right. Cause it has to have lightning. Um, yeah. or if you have frog, you can do Spire, which is lightning and that'll deal more damage and i think it doesn't count as a regular attack so you don't have to worry about the defense going up that's true though though their side of it is based off of physical power i think oh yeah but i mean isla's like full of physical power so that's fine (laughs) 
as I learned in a recent playthrough of Chrono Trigger, you can also forget strategy. You can just equip Isla with a rage band, which is like a 50% counterattack rate. You can find it in the sewers. Or what I did, give her a berserker ring, which uh, gives you 50% more physical attack damage and reduces her physical damage by a third. And just like heal her occasionally, because she is just a brick house. Like she will wreck anything you put her in front of. Does he counterattack when you hit him with physical or does it just raise his defense? No, it just raises his defense. Okay. But like if Chrono is lowering the defense and Isla is dealing 50% more attack, turns out it doesn't matter because it also because she occasionally crits. Oh, yeah. It's just like bonkers. <laughs> yeah, these, these are the bosses that I always forget how they work every time I, I fight them. That's the thing. And with Nisbal too, he's... He's not a big challenge. He ha- he has a bunch of HP. He has 6,500 HP. So like, even if you're not good at it, you can just grind it out. Yeah. And I, I think one of the, maybe one of the first years we did the race against time, that's exactly what we did. We couldn't remember what to do. It was like lightning and like tap, 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 and eventually just keep healing. And that was it. It was good. Yeah. And there's a safe point right there. I do believe. Yeah. Well, and that's like, the game does a little fake out. Cause like you walk into the room, you see a big, big bad and you're like do i have to fight this guy it's like no man just walk past it's cool it's a safe point you can just skip him but you can't no oh oh it's the one that says like gazelle's in the back yeah and you're like great see you later <laughs> hey, thanks for the tip weird that you are not hostile but i appreciate the uh the candor wait he's just he's just working out just you know yeah. getting his reps in he's not exactly he's not beholden to the queen does like fighting though <laughs> unfortunately yeah there's also like a neat thing that you can pull off if you are good at it i tried to do this on stream i wasn't successful but use the same glitch um earlier you can do this thing called the fade out glitch which is like when you're about to leave a room it starts fading out the screen but if you hit the menu it like resets so you can do this Mm -hmm. thing where you try to leave the room from the south start the fade out then like rapidly go in and out of the menu as you traverse to the top of the room oh wow And then on the, there's like a tile that would activate the leaving the room from the north. And if you've done it correctly, it will do that. It will try to leave the room. It'll activate like Nisbel's fight. But then suddenly you'll find yourself outside of the room. Huh. And then if you walk into the room, the game's like, ah, sure, you triggered the event with Nisbel, so you must have beat him. Whatever, man. I'm a game, not a cop. (laughs) Is that that the same as with the Guardian bit? It is the, the same trick. The Guardian bit has another bit Uh, attached to it which is when you activate the pause menu the first time a bunch of enemies spawn which is stupid and sucky oh but um that that doesn't happen in this room so yeah if you can pull it off then you just nisbles like hey you warp out and then he's gone when you go back into the room it's fantastic if you can skip it i would suggest it i don't think you get anything super great for for beating him he gives like a regular amount of tech points and xp if you mm. fight him, you can charm a third eye, which is not a thing that I normally care about. It seems okay. It doesn't seem as it's not in like the top ones that I would equip on anybody and everybody only gets one. So sorry, third eye. Um, after you face off against Nisbal the second and you wander up a couple more screens and fight up a bunch of more jerks, uh, you face off against Azala and Black Tyranno, which is actually a pretty cool fight, especially because if you're not paying a lot of attention, it feels like you're getting wrecked. That's true. Like, you're like, ah, Azala, I can fight you. You're like a, you're like a little, you're a small thing, Azala. <laughs> this is, this is always the one where I'm like, do I kill Azala first or just try all for both of them? Do I only do single text? Will that make it easier? Or like, I never remember. 
No. And, and I mean, like most bosses, fortunately you don't have to worry about it too much. It's uh, I think the only ones that really give you trouble like that is the golem twins. Mm. Um, but you'll definitely have an easier time if you face off against Azala first, because she has a quarter of the HP of black Tyranno. Mm. And also black Tyranno has crazy high defense until you kill Azala. That's true. Yeah. The this, this strategy is pretty much just that you take out Azala and then you take out black Tyranno with a couple notes Namely, Black Tyranno deals a crap load of fire damage, so if you haven't gotten the ruby vest from the trading hut, pick that up. It cuts your fire damage in half. Though only every six rounds? Yeah, because this is what I would have liked to figure out for the episode. Can you actually beat Black Tyranno the first time before the timer runs out? Possibly? Probably. If it's a plus, you probably can. Yeah, if it's a plus. But yeah, he... he (sighs) Count, once he starts counting down, the defense goes down, and it's just like you wait it out until he burns your ass. Does a lot of damage. It's, uh, what does it say? Ah, uh, yes. It's like 300 damage if you have no fire protection, which I feel like you don't get high HP until, like, late, late game. Yeah. So I feel like that's a, t- a, a whole total party kill, TPK. If you if you have Luca, she might have armor that has fire protection. Oh, uh, like a tavern suit or something? Yeah. Also, a weird like Azala. Sorry, does, I'm just reading the notes here. Azala casts HP down yeah. when she dies, a status that I literally have not noticed any time we've played the game. <laughs> or just like your HP just slowly goes down over time. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, who cares? <laughs> it's not fast enough to worry about. Like, I remember when, when Flea does it, it only does like 30 damage or something like that. You're like, okay, whatever, who cares? But yeah, it doesn't go fast enough for you to be like, oh no. Unlike the, uh, the countdown in FF6. Oh, that does like just an instant death, isn't it? Yeah, when it reaches zero, it's just death. Is it like a real timer or is it a round timer? It's more or less counting down actual seconds. That is bad news bears. Yep. But it does not occur in this game. Only HP down, which is not that bad. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for Zala and Black Tyranno, it's like an amazing set piece. But like as a boss fight, it's mostly a grind because I think how much Tyranno has like 10,000 HP. Yeah, so once uh, Zala's gone, you just like kind of spam your your heavy damage moves and survive the fire, and that's kind of it. And, and confusingly, like Black Tyranno, despite being a dinosaur, is not weak to lightning. So just it's actually weak to physical damage. Huh. Well, good thing you got Ayla. Yeah, exactly. It's like why is Ayla doing so well? It's like because that's what she's here for. The right these reptiles only have one weakness: punches. I've got some bronze fists lined up. <laughs> I don't have. I need two names. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's not my favorite part of the game but if you give it some if i give it a little bit credit it, it's it's actually pretty cool it um once you once you kind of beat that boss it kind of sets up the rest of the game like it starts getting at some of the bigger stuff when it's gives a you fools speech yeah and she does the whole like actually like we cool i'm i'm gone so we cool a question that i'm left with though this, this whole time period doesn't make any sense, but in particular, the reptites. Reptites are stand-ins for dinosaurs. They're like humanoid dinosaurs, and also there are dinosaur dinosaurs. And what's great is that Lavos comes down, who was actually the meteors, and killed all the dinosaurs. Luckily, they're all in one place. Azala's like, oh, we saw this coming. It's like, really? Did you? That was a terrible place to build a fortress then. It seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> They should have built their fortress underground, like way underground. I mean, that's that inadvertently is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> sure ends up underground. Oh, yeah, uh, you do find it later underground. Yeah, it's the giant's claw and also something, something, chrono cross, something, something. Yeah, so the reptites, 
get wiped out, which is convenient. They're dinosaurs and humans and both and neither. But also like, what are all these other things? Are the cave apes like humans and apes can exist? That makes sense. There are apes that exist today. Yeah. But like the cave apes seem to be working alongside the the reptites, at least occasionally. They've subjugated the Vulcanites, I guess. They have a black Tyranno. I don't even know if the Megasaur and the the dactyls like i don't know what the heck those are i mean the uh the cruel the cruel twist of this is we're not yet advanced to such a degree that we're that we can tell a more nuanced story about the reptiles because they're the bad guys it could have been some some kind of like you know they want to subjugate humans but that's only because they're so much smarter than everyone else that's alive at this time and they, they have the chance to flourish in order for a sufficiently advanced society to grow. Like it could have been like a Roman Republic kind of thing of like they had this this flourishing thing and then where the Vikings who come and just destroy <laughs> or the barbarians actually that just come and destroy all their fine works. But <laughs> they were pretty obviously evil based on the spikes on their palace of nothing else. <laughs> I was like, oh, G's going to say something really poignant. It's like, then the spikes. It's like, I mean, you're not wrong. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> but it's weird because as, as, I, as I dig more into the, the history of things, like technically the reptites were around for a really long time before the humans. Yeah. And we know that they like really care about nature. Not that that shows up in the, the English translations. Oh, interesting. So it's like they didn't they didn't have to be stand-ins for like the bad guys. They could have just been I don't know, different. Although I really, now that you mentioned that Roman idea, I really would have liked that. That would have been cool. Right? A bunch of reptite cities and like the humans are just a bunch of upstarts. Yeah, that would have been good. I mean, that's kind of what's going on here. Just the reptites only built one thing, a giant evil <laughs> lair, like of lava. Like okay, they've they've got definitely some points in the evil direction. They have prisons, the humans don't have prisons. And Weirdly enough, this is almost the same story as with the Ioka tribe and the Laruba. Because the Laruba are not strong, they're smart and maybe more so magical. It's like the time machine. Um, oh, uh, the uh, more... H.G. Wells. The, the Morlocks and the Eloi. It's basically that story, but like, there's two people who are the Eloi? They could have... Um, Nix the Laruba tribe and just had the reptites be the other side of the conflict, but had a little more nuanced. Yeah. I mean, all the stuff that we, we said with the, the Laruba is like speculation, right? Like we don't actually know that they become the enlightened ones and the humans. And we can, we can only guess that it's like, Oh, actually like this is a, there are parallels here and power and, and how it impacts or whatever. Like that's just us guessing things. That's, that's not like, alluded to in lore i feel like there's some hints because like some literal people have like purple hair and only magic people have purple hair yeah actually that's that's like a very important yeah that's an important detail they had psionics g yeah doesn't Salo like use telekinesis to pick you up yes <laughs> they were that advanced and they lost to a bunch of stupid rock people which if you punch their t-rex enough they will go down yes <laughs> <laughs> You'd think if you had a giant T-Rex, the one thing that it could do is get pummeled. Yeah. It should have a laser or something. But, man, reptite ending? Maybe not the worst ending. Just putting it out there. Okay, so there's three, there's three endings that are really similar. There's, like, the canonical one with the bell, and then there's the one in the future, which is the same thing except Chrono is Robo. Is, um, is the dinosaur ending the one where it's just Chrono Trigger but reptites? Yes. Where it's like the reptites quote one, and then everyone's just reptites. Everyone's like the same characters, 
but the Reptites. I really wish they would have made cutscenes for some of those instead of just uh, like giving us the same cutscene every single time. I know. Yeah, it's, it's a shame there's no like, you can like find an accord or there are some Reptites around at the end, like the good ones. There's none of that. It's just like they're, they're just wiped out. I mean, I guess technically you don't even do the wiping, even though you kill a lot of them in the Tyrannolair. I feel like I need to go back and actually play through the Lost Sanctum now. I never finished it because it was it was unnecessarily hard and also did not. It just felt like a fetch quest. When you go to the Tyrannolair, why do you go there? Kino's in prison. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's... But I mean, technically you could free him and then just leave. You could just wait. And then Lavos would just destroy them all. In the canon of Chrono Trigger having so many, like, 13 endings and then, like, three or four variations on all of those endings, that would have been amazing. If you just wait and you have to, like, trigger it, so you wait in front of Tyranno Lair. <laughs> Kino doesn't escape. He dies. Yes. And... They get wiped out, and then you go investigate the crater, and then everything else plays out the exact same. Yep. <laughs> what? Because you kill all of them, and then their lair explodes anyway. That's like some modern-day game development, right? Like, they're, they're, uh, I think it's far, one of the Far Cry games. If you just wait at the beginning of the game, they're like, yeah, cool. Uh, the guy asked you to wait, and you wait, and then it's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, and yeah. Chrono Trigger could have done that, too. We could have just, like, nuked the Reptites. Okay. And we're here. That really didn't take any time at all. Huh. Really? It felt like it took, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes? But I guess time travel is pretty strange. We've got a lot of time-space errors to correct, but fortunately this one is easy-peasy. Follow me. And watch your step. Watch your step? Yikes. Got it. Don't want to fall into the lava. Wait. This is Tyranno's lair... This looks an awful lot like the back of the castle. And that would mean... Luca, I know this is new to all of us, but maybe you remember that some of us aren't exactly equipped to fight a giant dinosaur. Oh, no need to worry about that. From my analysis, in this timeline, we weren't able to stop Azala because Black Tyranno was too strong. In this case, we just need to slow it down a tiny bit. And how do you propose we do that? With a little bit of science. We just need to get this in there. Is that... Is that a water dish? Oh, whatever. Let's just do this. that it? Yes, that's all we had to do. Let's head back to the end of time and verify the results. Huh. Easy peasy. It's okay. I think it's still asleep. Run. Did she just... Run! Step on the file? Run! 
Do you think that'll work? I sure hope so. It, at least it isn't following us. Yeah, I, I think we're good. My sensors are detecting there is a 99.721% probability this event will be repaired in the timeline. Well, I, I think a great man once said, Don't be sad. 99,700 and uh, whatever of 100,000 ain't bad. So, to fix the timeline, repair time scars so that T and I can return to our world, we need to travel around the timeline in your world and fix a bunch of random events. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. I meant to explain that from earlier, but you figured it out on your own. <laughs> These events, they could be anything. Anywhere! Unfortunately, yes. The temporal distortion caused a lot of damage, and timelines are very sensitive. Alright, well... What's our next destination? It looks like there's a small disturbance in zeal and antiquity. That's closest to us temporally. Oh, but if we were to go to zeal, I might also be able to access the libraries there. All that knowledge about magic. I could fuse with my knowledge of science. Think of the possibilities. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. I, uh, just need a second. <laughs> did you catch any of that? I sure did. Sounds like we have an adventure in store every week. <laughs> oh. Alright, I deserve that. Luca, get us home. That's good. But we have to fix a bunch of random stuff in the timeline. That's bad. But we get to see the world of Chrono Trigger. That's good. But it's a very dangerous world. That's bad. But our next destination is Zeal. <laughs> We're going to Zeal! The Zeal Archives is a Nextcast production. If you have questions, comments, or criticisms, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter, both at the Nextcast. Special thanks go out to our voice actors this episode, Nick G as his fictional self, Nick T as his fictional self, as well as Robo, and SM Zelda Rules as Luca. If you want to learn more about the voice actors or topics covered in this episode, check out the show notes in your podcatcher of choice or at the source zealarchives.com. 